Welcome to a very special podcast with RTV Warriors. I'm Logan Saunders. I'm going solo today. There is no Michael Harmstone around. And this is a special off-season interview podcast, as I am joined by the winners of The Amazing Race, Australia 2, Shane and Andrew. How are you guys doing? Yay! Good night. Thanks for having us. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) So... from Australia. Live from Australia, from still, you guys still based in uh, Melbourne, if I recall correctly. Yeah, mate, yep. we're still in Melbourne, still fighting the good fight down here. You guys, uh, you guys staying safe during the during the quarantine? Yeah, yeah, yeah mate, uh, they've done a good job down here, and um, we uh, haven't had many deaths at all, really, compared to the U.S. Yeah, and the the pol- police are doing a lot of patrolling and uh, doing a good job. You know, not too many uh, crazy protests. No, nah, not down here. Not down here. Nah, everyone's, <laughs> yeah. everyone's been doing a great job, actually. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're lucky here, too. All The, the only protest we've had in uh, my town is about a gathering of 20 people, and they all practice major social distancing. That's the oh, Canadian right, way yeah. to protest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Excellent. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk about your guys' season. Um, yep. I guess the first question is, it's been eight to, eight to nine years since you guys were on the race. What have you been up to since then? Oh, well, we're still working as crime scene officers. Yep. So we're still doing that. Our kids have grown up nine years older. They're not younger anymore. Yeah, so we're still obviously working together uh, probably, what, 50% of the time. Yep. And in the same office doing our crime scene stuff and... Uh, what else are we doing, mate? We still we... enter competitions and yeah, we've still... won trips to Vegas and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that was sort of what got us on the race was we started um, entering a lot of competition years ago online and um, we got into um, we got on a few other just, uh, sort of TV shows in Australia, just um, uh, like quit, not quiz shows. Deal or No of, Deal? Deal or No Deal. Have you guys oh, really? over there? That's where it all kicked off. That was when we first said, oh, let's have a go at something. And, um, yeah, back in 2007 or 2008. 2007, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, so apart from that, we still do, we go to the gym together and uh, try and get out on our kayaks and do a bit of fishing. You guys have been keeping keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what we do. We, you know, painting, painting houses, all sorts of stuff. Yep. Carpentry. I, I don't think I've had too many amazing race winners on this podcast who take up carpentry after after their victory. <laughs> no, painting, mate. You, paint, not not carpentry, painting. Painting. Oh, paint, oh that type of painting. Painting, <laughs> yeah. Painting, yeah. <laughs> not painting houses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been a, that would have been a great image, uh, regardless. <laughs> mate, well, we'll have a go at anything. Yeah. So yeah, we, we are carpenters as well as painters and all sorts. <laughs> We're gardeners as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess the money doesn't go as far as you think if you have to take up a second job after everything is said and done. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, it's only two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand over here. Not like you guys, yeah. where you get the mill. Yeah, you get the one mill. We get two fifty. Oh, as Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we got the mill in the Canadian version. I think we we're usually hovering around two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand oh. each oh, season yeah. too. Ah, oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's the U.S. that get the mill, don't they? Yeah, then yeah, they yeah, split it between the two people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we get like two fifty, 
And yes. then the ability to have a trip around the world, typically, because the Canadian version is just uh, is just domestic for the most part. About 90% of the episodes are all within Canada each year. Oh, now it's okay. now it's 100% Canada. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, that's different, isn't it? Right. Very different. You get some very odd choices for towns that they go to that you would not normally see. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, you know what they should do? They should cast uh, uh, winners around the world. U.S. versus Canada versus oh, Vietnam, whoever whoever do them. Oh, lots of, even Ukraine uh, squeezed in a season. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The Ukraine. <laughs> awesome. Throw, yeah. Them, throw them in then. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys follow the international seasons closely? Uh, we only get the U.S., we don't get the we don't yeah. get the Canadian or the other on or the Asia. Yeah. We'd have to we'd have to chase them down on the internet, but we haven't. We we originally that's what kicked it off. We we watched the US series which we got over here and uh, loved it, loved it, and said let's have a go. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't been keeping up with all the other uh, countries. What's your guys' favorite American season that you've seen? That was one of the questions somebody sent in on Reddit. Would it have been the All Stars when they did the All Stars um, with the basketballers and that? Oh, Big oh the Globe, the Globe Trotters, Herbin yeah. Nate. <laughs> yeah, and Flight Time. Yeah, and Flight Time. I like that series. Okay, so more and more when they bring back returning players, you guys are fond of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what. Funny you bring that up, actually. Because in um, Australia, we got the version, US did a, a race where they did Big Brother versus Survivor and then previous um, racing race teams. Race. Yeah. yeah, and that, we really like that because then, but we're not US. So in Australia, they do like the Survivor and All Stars where all ex players come back. And it's great because the, the public love their heroes. Yeah, you guys actually had an amazing race team or one amazing race contestant crossover to uh, Australian Survivor last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Sam, she got zero confessional. Yeah. She's the only player ever that got zero airtime uh, in her entire run on the show. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they did not treat the amazing race contestants kindly on uh, Aussie Survivor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see much of her, did you? That's right. Jeez, you're onto it, Logan. <laughs> you know I, everything. You know other other people do the confessional counts uh, uh, for the for the public. Luckily, yeah, <laughs> so, <cute>. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but your guys' season is typically considered not just the best Australian Amazing Race season, hmm. but it has the reputation of being the best English language, if not the best season ever produced uh, worldwide. No. no. Are you pulling my middle leg, Logan? <laughs> no, no, that's dead, dead serious. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair, Nickel? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you go onto like Reddit or like the yeah. some of the forums like Survivor Sucks and Facebook or Twitter, all all the discussions are like Amazing Race season five of the U.S. and Amazing Race Australia two are always yeah. considered like the two best seasons over the past twenty years. 
Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I had read that. I read that a couple of weeks ago. And um, why do you think that is? Why just was it the locations or, or the characters or the challenges? Because or... of us, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> I must point out we are being recorded if any of the other teams uh, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about time we give them a serve. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they gave it to us on the telly. We were too yeah. nice, weren't we, Logan? <laughs> yeah, I went through because I watched your guys' season. It was the very last season I had to watch uh, Worldwide, yeah. and I did it uh, a few months ago, and then I did like a speed run over the past uh, week again. Yeah, and in hindsight, yeah, the other teams were not the kindest to you guys in in yeah. confessionals. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's stupid sh- cops. Yeah, but um, but they kept us sort of in the dark a bit. Like we were carrying on through the race, having a lot of fun. Yeah, and then they wanted us to look like we had no chance. And then, of course, we came through with the with the goods. At right. The end. Yeah, like, they sort of ed- edited us. They really were kind to us with the edit, obviously, and. And we we probably you probably didn't totally see us as characters as, as probably as much as we as we are as and as we can be. They sort of kept us under wraps a bit. I, I, we sort of felt and and kept us as the good guys. And I guess we were, but yeah, we we did get stuck into Paul and Steve a fair bit, <laughs> and because uh, they deserved it. And um, yeah, but that's interesting. You say it's one of the best seasons ever. That's 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 it's great. Humbling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's that's nice. So. And what else, what else do you think? What do you think it was, Logan? And now I'm starting to take over the interview here, but what do you think it was? That <laughs> yeah. made it, what, do you, what do you think made it the best season ever? One of the best seasons? Well, of course, the casting. And, I mean, you have a legendary underdogs in the form of Lucy and Amelia. Like, for the years and years I didn't watch this season, every, at least once a week, there'd be some sort of reference to, to Lucy and Amelia. So that was also a big part of it. And the big, of course, the there's those couple of rounds where you guys go from Turkey to France and Cuba all consecutively. Yeah. And people thought that was a really brutal way to do the race. And the fact that the money, the money provided actually mattered for once, like in the Canadian version, for instance, they get like seven or eight thousand dollars to get by for the season. And. Wow. The money actually mattered in your guys' season. Oh, you actually had to be careful money. on how you spent it. Oh, the money was huge. It was one yeah. of the biggest parts for sure. And um, we were very, very tight with our money. Was others uh, weren't tight. They lost. Well, it cost lost probably probably three three or four probably teams that cost them the race. Yep. In our in our series, so it was a big part of it. And like we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't spend money willy nilly. Uh, on food and, and water and drink and, and whatever. We, we were really tight. We, we only ate and drank on planes. And, uh, um, and we get bread rolls and cheese from the hostesses. From the hostesses. We get nuts off them. We get yeah. bottles of water. We, where a few of the other teams would be got, um, go and buy burgers and, uh, and drinks at, 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 the uh, at the airports. And we were or very, sodas. Very tight. Pardon? Or uh, James and Sarah with the soda that they showed in the, <laughs> in the beginning. Exactly right. Exactly right. James was onto it, but Sarah, no, she wanted her Coke. Yep. So, mate, it was huge. Money was huge. Was it a big fight with, because from what we saw on TV is that teams would be would have their wallets empty due to uh, inflated prices on taxi rides. 
Was that a big fight for you guys with a lot of taxis was to try and bargain down to have enough money saved over? Yeah, yes. we, we tried as best we could. Like Sticky and Sam, they got fleeced on one taxi where it was, say, a thousand bucks in the Philippines. Well, in the Philippines. That was partly their fault as well. They, they missed the decimal point. Yeah. So yeah. that cost them. And then in India, we had trouble with um, taxi drivers. And we got out at one, and then he wanted his money. The auto rickshaws, yeah. And so we said, no, you're not getting it, mate. And it nearly blew up in uh, Delhi there. <laughs> yeah, and we had a massive, we had a massive blue um, in China too. You probably didn't, you didn't get to see it. Um, they took the guy took us all over the place, and eventually we got to the um, the section of the Great Wall where we were supposed to go. And um, I did the challenge, got up, got back, and then and then we actually. Um, told that taxi driver to go because we'd had enough of him because yeah. he'd, he'd taken us on a wild goose chase as we called it and then to try and get another taxi driver at the top of the um at the top of the great wall and get back to the forbidden city was an absolute nightmare and you didn't see that on the race we were, we were up there for a couple of hours just yeah. fight, fighting because they all wanted massive money because they obviously see you with a cameraman yeah. and a sound man and they think they're going to clean up so we had 300 yeah and they wanted 800 so it was a Viewed up there, and we thought, oh, we're not going to get that. And that's why in that episode, you see us relieved because we thought we we're gone. We didn't realize that Joe and Grace got stuck in Mongolia. Mongolia. So, <laughs> so I'm still blown away they went that far. <laughs> no, and that's why you probably didn't see it because we were so far behind um, the twins and Paul and Steve to start off the last leg. So we were like, we were like three, three or four hours, hours behind. behind. So. Um, it's just stuff like that. You don't always see it in the in the edit because obviously they haven't got time for it. So um, yeah, that was huge. Not Mate. a bad effort though, Logan. We were three or four hours behind starting the last leg, and we come up and we won by about an hour and a half. <laughs> that's that's one way to just crush crush everybody else. Just just sneak <laughs> up on them like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the were there some like really short pit stops that you guys went through on the season? Because one thing that's happened over time is that they don't make it clear if it's an eight-hour pit stop or twelve hours or like a full day. Were there were there a lot of like really short pit stops along along the way on the race? More shorter, more shorter pit stops than longer. Yeah, I remember the first one in the Philippines. We go, oh, this is great because they really looked yeah, after. It was us. like might have been like. Oh, 30 uh, hours or something. Yeah, yeah. But that first leg went for something like 40. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was. But the first leg from Australia to the Philippines to when we finished, because we were on planes and buses and all that. The first leg was something like 40 something hours. It was it was ridiculous. We were spent by the time oh, I was cooked yeah. by the time we got to the <laughs> Philippines and finished. But um, on the on the, the the shortest pit stop we had was the second lap was the was the last pit stop for us in China. in China. We literally had had ten minutes at the hotel. We had a shower and then we were on the move again, and that Finally. and that was it. And then we we're off. Oh, wow. So uh, that that was just uh, that was just crazy. And they were all worried about it because Joe and Grace had got stuck in Mongolia. Mm. We were stuck at the wall. They had to get the race going for the next leg, and that's why we only had 10 minutes and the phones were beeping and all that, you know, because they were panicking, going, where's this third team coming in? Because we need three for the final leg. See? So, yeah, it was literally 10 minutes, the last the last one. But um, 
Paul and Steve and, and, and the twins, they got to kick off earlier than us. And we actually did got taken to another location and we got to sleep for, I, I think, maybe three or four hours yeah. in a hotel room. And we had some KFC, which was huge for us. <laughs> that was great. And then we're into the next leg. So I think we had maybe three or four hours sleep. And then we're off. We're off for the final leg. Wow, that's that sounds that especially at the end of the race where I was, I'd assume you were already very exhausted by that point. Oh, we were, yeah. yeah, we were shot that's by that stage. That's racing for you, Logan. Yeah, I think we had two, we had two decent pit stops, didn't we? Um, and one was in Turkey. We Turkey. had might have how long would that have been? Would that have been twenty four hours, and one and one yeah. in Cuba, and then one in one Cuba. in Cuba was twenty four hours. I've got a funny story on Cuba. Like, I'm a bit of a snorer, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and so we're dog-tired the time we get to Cuba, and we're in this little hotel just on the bay there because the next challenge the next day ended up being the nautical one where you had to catch the fish, the fish. Or find the, or find or the fisherman. Or find the old man, the old man in the sea. sea, yeah. And um, I fall asleep, like, really quick, and then... The toilet overflows and there's sewage in the room and Andrew goes, Shane. And I go, wow, who cares? I, was, yeah. <laughs> I wake up because someone's bashing on the door and, and, and the toilet was, was plugged and there's shit and stuff going everywhere. Next thing, it's flowing out under the door and there's a waterfall down the stairs um, in the hotel room. And this is in the. This is while we're we're technically still racing, but we had we had a we we got to have a sleep for five hours after the first sort of virtual after the virtual pit stop in in Cuba there, and then um, yeah, then the lady comes in, and uh, Shane did not did not even wake, and this lady's <laughs> in there trying to unplug the toilet, and I'm standing there in my jocks, and. Um, and eventually, I said to Shane, "Mate, mate, John." He goes, "Can you just get me bag out of the water?" <laughs> All I was worried about was my backpack. I go, "Get me backpack out." I'm, of I'm helping this lady trying to trying to push all this water out the front door of the hotel so we can go back to sleep. And oh, mate, it was just ridiculous. So, yeah. but on that Shane, I reckon he got about 20 more hours sleep throughout the whole race than me because he used to he drop off like a light. He'd be out like a light. I was the old bloke, though. And then he'd start this heavy, heavy breathing, and then the next thing, the chainsaw starts, you know, and he's snoring his head off. <laughs> so, yeah. Did the snore, is, the, is the snoring the reason why you were the one that got a lot less sleep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. That's what then, makes do. <laughs> and then buying earplugs is what would break the budget like the other teams do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I that's... couldn't do that. No, no way. <laughs> so speaking of the Cuba leg, um, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this, but when the last uh, Amazing Race Australia reboot season was happening, uh, the one team, uh, Tom, Tom and Tyler, they got eliminated due to the, that penultimate leg with the must-vote U-turn. And then Sticky went on Twitter saying that's how uh, he and Sam got eliminated in Cuba, but it never made it onto TV. Oh, with the with the U-turn for Sticky and Sam? Yeah. No, they, must... Sticky and Sam didn't get a U-turn. Oh, in this... Cuba? Yeah, in Cuba, yeah, he went on Twitter saying that's how him and Sam got eliminated was from four votes at a must-vote U-turn in Cuba. Must vote U-turn in Cuba for Sticky and Sam. Like, wow. wow. 
did they do that twice? Was he just making that up as an excuse because they got eliminated? <laughs> yeah, he's probably supposed to I think I'll have to find the t- I'll find the tweet on his account, but I think Lucy and Amelia piped into the conversation too because it got added onto the official Wikipedia page and people right. were talking about elsewhere. Well, I'm trying to think, mate. Can you remember that? Did they have to do the daiquiri? The daiquiri and uh, the and the puzzle. No, they never did the puzzle. They did the daiquiri. They did the daiquiri. Was there a U-turn? No, no. There, there was. Where? There was. Oh. There was. There was. The new U-turn. It even shows some of the... It shows the people who voted for Sticky and Sam because they outed out who voted against them in the in the U-turn. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess it's nine years ago now, but... Ten... Luke, you know more about it than us, Logan. I'm trying to... <laughs> Because we got the we got the car. Remember, we got the car with the girls. Did, was there? A, did we go to a U-turn there at the? Oh, I think there might have been, mate. Oh, I think so, there might have been. Paul, so Paul and Steve, Michelle and Joe, Joseph and Grace, and James and Sarah, all U-turned. Uh, Sticky and Sam. Yep. All right. We we would have U-turned Paul and Steve. Yeah. We would have for sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Because we were, they were in front of us. Yeah. Because we liked Sticky and Sam, so we wouldn't have U-turned. We wouldn't have U-turned them. But maybe if they if they did, even though the, the puzzle was only, puzzle was only um, really ten minutes. I don't know whether it would have totally cooked them. They got lost. They got lost. That was yeah. their huge problem. That's what happened. They got, they got lost. lost in Cuba in they Havana. Went, they went the wrong way, and it was hard to get out of Havana and get onto the freeway to get to Australia. So I think they were cooked anyway. They, they had a lot of problems in Cuba with their um, navigation. I don't know whether I would know whether that would have actually cost them the race. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I'll, that's all. That's always up for debate as to what sets you back far enough in the race each each leg. Yeah, because yeah, I, the puzzle the puzzle wasn't a huge one. It wasn't. It wouldn't have taken too long. I don't know. They were behind us at that stage. So oh, that's funny that we wouldn't remember that. But if they're all saying, yeah, okay, you know, well, we weren't there, were we? No, nah, we, we were already there. gone. We're on our way to Australia. Uh, That's actually really interesting just to think about how you have these obsessive fans online. I mean, this yeah. has actually ha- happened in other interviews where I've asked uh, certain contestants questions yeah. and they're like, they, they compl- it's something they haven't even thought about in 10 years. Meanwhile, online, it's like, what you're interviewing this team, you got to ask about this U-turn thing that came out. Like this is yeah. fresh news to a lot of people because Sticky yeah. just talked about it for the first time a few months ago, and it was yeah. never mentioned on TV. Un- unusual, unusual for us, Logan, was that we were at the front for once. So this might have all happened at the back end, and we didn't see it. No, but we must have done. We must have voted in the U-turn because yeah. everyone would have had to. Mm. So anyway, well. We move on. Funnily but... enough, in Cuba, you didn't get to see. Um, we did a challenge in Cuba um, that they they edited out where we had to make Cuban cigars. Oh, really? That was, see, that's another question I got a lot. Was that it seemed yeah. like there was multiple tasks that didn't that were went unaired during the Cuba rounds. Yeah, there were a few. Yeah, the um, I think you got you got to either there was a dance or or it was the Cuban cigars. Yeah, we we had to roll two each. Yeah, Cuban cigars. So up in a factory uh, with with all the Cubans, it was really cool. And you had to you had to wind, wind them that tight, or not too tight, 
and you had to put them, they had like a pressure, like a, not a pressure valve, but you had to get the uh, correct amount of pressure through the cigar. So it was all dependent on how, how well you rolled it. And it was quite difficult. So that took a little, uh, that, that took a fair bit of time. Did you have to smoke it to, or have an, a local <laughs> smoke it to make sure that it was a proper cigar? No, we wanted to take them with us, but we wouldn't. They, they wouldn't we, let us. They wouldn't let us take them. So yeah. that would have been really cool to bring a Cuban cigar that you'd rolled back back home to Australia, you know. And through the race, there's few challenges that we did that weren't aired because other important or more tally worthy things popped up. Well, for instance, in in India. We were cooked. We were, we were last to the um, to the dance challenge, the, um, Bollywood. the Bollywood challenge, and then all of a sudden you'd see us coming in, coming into the pit stop in uh, sixth or seventh there, and um, between Bollywood and and getting in into the pit stop was another challenge at a spice market, um, where you had to carry, um, we had to go into this one of us, one up. I did it. We had to go. It was a it was a roadblock, and you had to go into the spice market and run around the spice market till you found where all the chilies were and you had to load up the chilies into hessian bags and then um and then to a certain weight and then you had to run through all these stairs and these really tight alleyways back out to a cart and load them load the load the bags of chilies onto the carts so i knew we're in strife there so i, I went like a madman and I, I really I, I was hoping that one would make it onto the um onto the onto the tally because then we would have looked more like a threat because we, we went from, we went from dead last to seventh. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame that one didn't make it onto the tally. Yeah. Smashed it. I Andrew. smashed. That was me. That was me. Big one. <laughs> I wanted to make it onto the tally. So yeah. They, they really wanted to show you guys like progressively building up your threat level throughout the race, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. They did. They played it well, the stupid cops and, yeah, getting lost and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, we we're always we're we're always thereabouts, and 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 we're always good in the challenges and all that sort of stuff. It was just it was purely the travel that got and us into most taxis, most of the trouble. The taxi drivers so, were the killer on the race. And we don't know whether it was because we were our accent or or what it was, but or just the way we spoke. Um. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I actually got yeah people were asking about about what tasks were missing in India. They actually the another question was if what the I guess there was a detour clue spotted during the the Jaipur leg, like the following India leg. Um, yep. Do you guys remember that task at all? Yeah, there was. Uh, you had to go to it was either fire fire walking or it was, it was lay on a bed of nails for a certain period of time. So we actually we did the bed of nails. Yeah. And when we got off, you had the the indents in your calves from the nails. From the so nails. we thought we'd do mm. the nails over doing the um, walking on fire because we thought, oh, we're going to injure our feet. So we didn't want to burn our feet. I know, I know they probably wouldn't put you in that danger, but we didn't want to risk it. So we did the bed of nails. Did most teams pick the bed of nails? I think the majority did. To tell you the truth, I can't remember who who did what, but I think the majority did the bed of nails. Yeah. The problem with the bed of nails is that they made them for five and a half foot Indians, so we were six foot and hanging over the end. Yeah. So we had a lot of <laughs> we had a lot of weight hanging over the end. So yeah. yeah. At least that's space that's not being hit by the nails. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that would that would have been great to see on the telly too. You know, just. 
um, to see to see the better nails and the and the fire walking too. But obviously they they don't have time for everything. Yeah, it's surprising because with the, it puts things in perspective because the Australian version, it's typically about a close to fifty minutes of running time per episode. In the American version, they yeah. barely hit forty, and it's amazing just how much ended up on the on the cutting room floor for your for your guys this season, especially yeah. because. I believe um, a lot of people were messaging me too, saying that your season also has the record for most unaired tasks. Yeah, right. Well, oh. there, was, there was another one in Dubai where yeah. Shane, you had to um, abseil off, the... abseil down a building. So that didn't make it either. I'm just trying to think what else didn't make it on the telly. And that didn't make it because you'll you've watched the episodes. That's when Amelia and Lucy get caught up, get arrested, yeah. arrested, you know, because they go into the palace. I, I had that in my I had that in my notes saying, the, with yeah. the wild ask about unaired wild body task was it cut because it was just a water slide and seeing uh, Italian school teachers get arrested is more entertaining than a water slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so quite exactly. often because Lucy and Amelia are at the end and they they've got a funny story where it's either they get arrested or something happens and that's what chews up the clock so then they don't put in the other. Um, Challenges task, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a shame because really, I think the Amazing Race, a one-hour episode, if, if you could squeeze it to one, one and a half hours or something, there was plenty, of, plenty to put in, plenty to put in, especially the way um, these our, our producers and that filmed it. So, yeah, yeah, you you guys got excellent producers for it because uh, yeah. Michael McKay and the guys at Active, I think it was. I know there's some me fans out there saying I'm wrong, and there's one other season they produce internationally, but I believe it's the final English language season that Michael McKay and Active TV uh, produced was your guys' this season. Yeah, yes, that's I think, right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He's a great guy too. Yeah, yeah. old Mikey, Mikey McKay, Trent Chapman. He was very good as well. So um, we take our hat off to Mikey for uh, picking us. Oh, he, he should do all of them. He yeah. should do all of them. He just yeah, just, just the way it operates and the way they, they – it just logistically, I don't know how they do it, you know, it just have all this stuff running in other countries and just um, amazing, like, how they how they manage it. I, yeah, hats off to them, you know. Yeah, the lo- logistics that go into it, especially when they were amb- ambitious enough to do Turkey to France to Cuba, which I believe, depending where you were on which side of the bridge in Istanbul, was potentially a – essentially a, th- a three continental leg which i believe has yep. never been done before or since <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that was huge we were we we're in um, paris for less than 24 hours you know oh. like 16 hours or something yeah something like that and then yeah we kicked on to cuba so yeah it was that was a huge leg that one have your wives been able to go to paris since that episode no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was a funny thing. Like, oh, they're going to be jealous, of yeah. course. No. no, we haven't got back there. <laughs> well, once quarantine is over, maybe they'll finally get their dream. <laughs> <laughs> good question. Good, good question. Good question. Another, another unaired thing. We're mainly getting through the unaired stuff, which... Uh, people were mainly asking about this is this is fantastic especially yeah. you guys being able to remember all this um yeah. was there an express pass on your guys' season as opposed to like the there's the salvage pass that ross and taryn got the start yeah. but then people thought there was an express pass too the, the express ones where you can go you can skip a challenge 
Yeah. 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 No. 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 We had no. the fast forward, which we went for. Yep. In Canada, and then you had the salvage pass at the first leg with um, Ross and Taron. No, I don't remember there being didn't express. Recall an express. Did anyone else recall an express pass? No, it was just one of the rumors. That's one of the ones I couldn't really find anything on the internet. As far I, I, I even checked Sticky's Twitter, and there was nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, we can't remember U-turns, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. we remember an express. One. No, but I'm pretty sure no express pass. Yeah. Yep. You guys are actually the first Australian uh, contestants I think I've had this on this podcast. And as a huge fan of the mole and of the Amazing Race, I can't help but ask, hmm. how, what's Grant? What's Grant Bowler like? <laughs> oh, we, we like Grant. Yeah, Grant Bowler. yeah. I think he, he was a good fit. He was he was nice to us, and I think he, uh, I think yeah, because we struggled early on, and I think he was he was really uh, glad when we come good and. We had a good chat to him a few times after um, when we hit the pit stop, and he was just he was just a knockabout bloke. And the other the other thing with him too, he, Grant Bowler years ago was on a show called Blue Healers where he played a cop, mm-hmm. right? And I think in his mind, even though he was a pretend cop, <laughs> he probably thought, "Oh, I don't mind the cops," it, you know. Uh, he didn't dislike us. Tell you the truth, you don't see him much, you know, because he's always skipping ahead and he's, he's filming ahead and all that sort of stuff. So you'd only probably see him at the pit stop for a couple of minutes sometimes, but a couple of times we got to have a few good chats with him. And yeah, and I think even even at the end, it felt like from him when we won, he was really pleased that we won. You guys felt like you had a pretty good relationship with Grant's in contrast to some of the other teams or everyone, everyone was keen on Grant? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, I don't know whether that was ever really discussed, was it? No. Is have ever, you, have you heard anything on the, on any of your stuff or? No, that, I haven't really. Yeah, because Grant, Grant's such a little key guy. I think he's like the one, one amazing race host who I have never interacted with online. Actually, I met the host yeah, okay. of Amazing Race Asia when I was in Singapore uh, last year, and then the Canadian host was at my alma mater a few, few years back, and then I met Phil Kogan, but yeah, I haven't really had any interactions with Grant Buller at all, and especially with him hosting the mole. He's this mysterious figure, really, in yeah. reality TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, we got along with him really well, and yep. yeah, he was all right. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. Awesome. Just on, just on Canada, that was our favorite leg. Was it because you won the leg? <laughs> well, that helped. No, but we enjoyed the one prior with the fast forward even when we come second. Yeah, Canada was great. Well, yeah. We just loved Canada because it's very, very similar to Australia. Yes, huge, huge cultural overlap. Uh, last year was my first time in Australia. Personally, I spent uh, eight days. I actually was in Melbourne for eight days. and Oh, I, you should have caught up with us. I should have. Yeah, I was actually surprised I didn't. I had other, like, um, a couple of my co-hosts for this podcast, we cover other shows. Uh, they live in Australia too, and a couple yeah. of other friends. But yeah, I actually afterwards I'm like, oh, I didn't actually meet up with any uh, contestants or anyone directly tied into any of these shows because I've, I've done that elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'd be up for that, mate. We'd love to have a beer with you. Absolutely, yeah. Next yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was the Van- the Vancouver leg you guys won, right? Uh, no, we won the Banfleg. Banfleg, right. Banff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was special. Yeah, yeah was on, the, on the old bucking bull. Yeah, we sort of, <laughs> we sort of, in our own minds, we sort of, um, I can remember being in the hotel room in Vancouver 
and we, we chatted about it and we said, you know, we've got this far and we said, you know, we can not it. that we've just been dawdling along, but we, we, we said, that's it. We've got to turn it up now. And, and um, it was just sort of a matter of not winning every leg, but just staying in the race. Then we got to a point where we said, no, that's it. And that was the turning point was we decided when we got off the bus, when we drove from Vancouver to Banff, when, uh, we made a, a, a conscious decision that we were going to race Paul and Steve, even just something as sim- simple to get to the saloon while Bill's saloon. And we said, we're going to beat him to the saloon just so we, you know, we start to have a bit more of a psychological advantage, advantage over them. And we did. We beat him to there. And then when we got on the bucking bull, we said, that's it. We're, we're going no matter what. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep going until until we win this one because we've got to win something. We can't go See, home with nothing. We, we thought we were going, you know, when it said a uh, prize or a surprise? Right. Yeah. We thought, oh, it could be a car. Yeah. It could be 10 grand. <laughs> And when we ripped it open, we go, oh, 30 minutes. Yeah, okay, we'll take that. <laughs> Time is money. That's it. In the end, right, exactly in right. the end uh, yeah, 30 minutes was important. Yep, for sure. Did you get to interact with any Mounties during your time in Canada? We had a chat to that guy the, who, the, who... At the pit stop. Yeah. The guy that says, welcome to Canada. Yeah. You know, or welcome to Banff. Yeah. Yeah, we had a chat to him for probably 10 minutes. Yeah. But other and than he that, gave us a, a pin. He did. He gave us a pin. Yeah. 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 So that was nice. I think he was a retired Mountie, actually. But he was a lovely bloke. Awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. Is there any other on air tasks that people were bugging me about? Let's uh, see. I don't think so. I think you guys covered a, a, lot, a lot of them. Yeah. I think there was, that was already like six or seven tasks we talked about. What was the most disappointing one that you wish had aired out of all of those? Oh, personally for me, it was the spice market because every a lot of everyone else struggled in that, and I was I was like a man possessed running through that market, and um, yeah, I and I just really enjoyed it. And for me, it was like a um, I, I don't know, I, I did really well and, and I, an achievement, and I got us from last to seventh or eighth. Um, so I would, I would just love to see that. That's probably just, yeah, personally for me. What about you, and buddy? Mine would have been jumping off the tall building in Dubai, the abseil, because that was a tough leg. Because Dubai, the roads, once you're on it, you've got to go one way. You can't just jump on and do a U-turn like you can in Australia. So it was very hard to find that building, remember? Oh, that was. Yeah, yeah that took was. forever. And we ran in and we saw that we were team number five at that stage, I think. And I think that's what happened to um, Donnie and um, Kim, Kimbo and Donna, Donna, was that they got lost. They couldn't find that building. so And that's why they gave up when they yeah. hit the curb. And it was. It was tucked away. It was hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it was the unaired location that made it, that put them out of the race. I think so. I because think I was, was trying that. to find that building to, to do the abseil, yeah. Because that that was after that was after what did they make it to Wild Body? Wild Body? Yeah, they they, after, they showed them doing the surfing task. Yeah. Yeah. So it was after Wild Body, but um, it was before the Maidan the Maidan Raceway where we had to do the um, where I had to carry Shane along the racetrack. Um, so yeah, that that was in between. So the abseiling was in between those two those two challenges. So that's where they got lost. Just on Wild Body, Andrew. Yeah. Remember 
you had to change into your bathers to, oh. do, to jump in for the... Oh, yeah. And um, I picked up a bit of a bug either in India or the Philippines. Mm. And um, I had the runs. Yeah. And Andrew goes, what the hell, what's taking you so long? And it's because I had to squirt. Uh, yeah. Shane ended up with a... Uh, what... I, I jumped in and I go, Andrew, you couldn't see anything in the back of me shorts. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> and Shane ended up with a... Um, what did you end up with? A parasite in his gut. Yeah. From the race. Oh, so, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, so he had to, when he got back, he had to have antibiotics for six yeah, months. it was like you? six months to get rid of it. Yeah, so that's all part of racing, you know. You don't see on the tally. Mm. So he was pretty crook there through the Dubai leg and that, where, yeah, he was in a bit of strife. We had to get to the toilet pretty quick a couple of times. I guess those balut are just really deadly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 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 Could have been the balut. Could have been, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Revenge of the of the chirp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your guys' favorite location on the race? Uh, uh, easy one, Canada. Yeah, yeah, Canada. It, not just because everything went right for us, but just uh, just the the way it fell. The challenges were great, like um, going up Grace Mountain, throwing the axe, like all those things. Oh, going on in the back of a dog sled through the snow. Yeah skiing shane got to climb up a frozen waterfall you know and just in a beautiful picturesque place so yeah that was just unreal if you had to pick between vancouver or banff which one would it be oh, oh. they're both very nice probably vancouver more as um the town yeah but if you were going for partying and that, I think you'd go to Banff because it was more of a fun, you know what I mean, with wild yeah. bills and all that. Yeah, I'd probably go Banff over Vancouver. Because just... you've got the Fairmont Chateau there too. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Speaking of which, at the yes. end of the race, Grant says, oh, you guys deserve a holiday, didn't he? If you remember. And I said, yeah, I'm going back to Canada. Yeah. And then the next day, we'd had a big night on the Turks, like drinking, <laughs> celebrating that night. And then the phone goes early in the morning and someone from... Um, oh, that was after the race was all done. That yeah, was when it was aired. It was all, after it was aired. Yeah. Saying, oh, you guys, are you interested in coming back to, to Canada uh, to do a bit of a talk for us? And we did. Oh, really? Yeah, we went for a week. Yeah, so we got sponsored for five days to a week. Um, we went back to Vancouver and all the all the all the all places the spots that we were we at. Did, we did the challenges and and then we went to Calgary and and Banff and um, we just spoke at like a Canada tourism um, function there at the Banff um, Fairmont and uh, yeah we just spoke for, for an hour or so didn't we Yeah that's all we did that's all we had to do and um, people were that was very all, hospitable Yeah it was all put on and it was beautiful you know we got the great great food and got back got to go back to the uh, Wild Bill Saloon as well and and like the these. So, yeah, it was we're very lucky. Was there a, a stop in the Okanagan? It's about halfway between Calgary and Vancouver. No, no, no because they, we flew. We flew from... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. flew, so we didn't we didn't go car or bus this time, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, live, I live in the Okanagan. I was born in Vancouver or just outside oh, wow. of Vancouver and live in the Okanagan, yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. <laughs> Good part of the world. Yeah. 
definitely during the summer. During the summer, it's it's really good, um, especially in the Okanagan. I, I couldn't handle living in Vancouver uh, personally now. <laughs> oh, okay. Just so a smaller, smaller town guy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, since the race is over, uh, which teams do you guys still keep in contact with? Yeah, okay, we, yeah. We keep in contact with Ross, Ross and Taryn, yeah, so we keep in contact with Ross out of them. He's, he works in our in our area, so he, we work. He, one of his chains is McDonald's. That's what he he's manages as a franchise. So Has anyone convinced him to grow back his moustache? No, no, he didn't get his moustache no. back. So we just... <laughs> We just pop in when we're hungry for a feed. When we're working, we, we just pop in and try and get a free hamburger out of you. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a good chat because he loves his footy and we love footy and we have a good chat and reminisce about the race and all that sort and of stuff. And then the twins we're in contact with. Yeah, Michelle and Joe. Michelle and Joe. Mostly Michelle. We chat to her a fair bit. Even though they took off on you in China? Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. I'll never forget it. Andrew's a little <laughs> bit more understanding Forgiving. than me on that. Forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, no, you go. I go, no, you burnt us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course you did. Yeah. But I'll look at the same time, I understand, because we were getting down to the business end. Yeah. And uh, so you sort of understand it. So, yeah, no, that's all forgotten. But my point, Logan, was that it was still four in it. So you still could have got us to the top three. Yeah, but... She burnt us on the wall <laughs> where the, the lions were. Yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Where we had to count the lions on the bridge. Yeah, so apart from that, then uh, we haven't really, we haven't really, they're the ones we keep in touch with. Never heard from Paul and Steve since the race. No. Paul didn't even turn up to the finale when we had it, when it was on aired in Australia. They put on a thing at a pub for the Melbourne people. Yeah, Steve turned up, but Paul didn't. Yeah. Has anyone talked to Paul since the race? No idea, to tell you the truth. No idea. No. No. Nah. I don't know. We spoke to Sue and Teresa a bit after the race, but that sort of fizzled out. Didn't yeah. It? And, um, and that's really it, isn't it? We don't. We didn't hear from Timber. Oh, we ran into, I think, um, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah and James yeah, yeah, along the Sarah track. And, yeah, James, we've seen a couple of times. And was there from Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. Have you guys watched Married at First Sight? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <Gold>. Yeah. <laughs> of course we watched it when she was on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we love that telly. We love all that stuff. you got, you got to support your castmates, right? Yeah, exactly that's right. Exactly that's right. right. Exactly right. So, but yeah, that's about it. Dana, we used to speak to Dana, oh, Adam. But that fizzled out a bit as well. and yeah. Sticky and Sam. Sticky and Sam, you know, the first year or two afterwards, and that's fizzled out a bit. But sort of caught up with them a couple of times on Facebook. We really need to give them a call, actually. I was only thinking we should have a 10-year anniversary when it comes up. Yeah, we should. Just get together somewhere once all this virus is out the way and that. Yeah, we should. It's 10th year and yeah, we try. give it a go. Yeah. Anyway, that's just food for thought there, Logan. <laughs> yeah, over the past week, I've had, yeah, I've talked to Sticky, uh, well, ever since he talked about that unaired U-turn, we've chatted back and forth just over Twitter a couple times yeah. really oh, briefly. Fine. And then I've, I've uh, been talking to uh, Lucy a little bit. And yeah, and yeah, it's funny when you try to find some of the racers on social media and stuff. Right? Paul, Paul is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. He's, he's gone. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? His head might have exploded. <laughs> I 
Like, what was it about? It's because things are tougher to come across in the edit. Is like, what was your guys' experience with Paul on the on the race? Um, oh, he's a bit. What what what's the word? I oh, he, he, too overconfident. Yeah, overconfident. He did have an an air, a little bit of an air of arrogance about him, and um, put it this way, Logan, he's not the type of guy I'd go and have a beer with. Yeah, he's not your sort of bloke you go and have a beer with sort of thing. So, and, and that's I think that's the way he liked to play it. And um, you know, and he, and that time he pushed, he pushed, he did push Grace over, and he was he was being aggressive and stuff like that, and and you know, strutting around and things like that. So, yeah, we just didn't we didn't mesh with him, did we? No, no, we could no. chat to him and that, but yeah. But he didn't want anything to do with us either. His focus was purely to win the race. Yeah. Yeah, and he was obsessed with that. Yeah, and then when he didn't, I think he was just shattered. His world fell apart when he came around the corner, and we had the chest. Yeah, I, I think he always thought he was going to win it, whereas we thought we may win it. But I think he thought, especially the way that they won those four or five legs, I think he thought it was theirs to lose. You know, so, um, and I think that's where he come unstuck. What do you think he would have handled the experience better and perhaps keep in contact with some racers had it not been for winning five legs in a row during the season if there was more bottom-tier finishes like what you guys experienced during the first half of the season? No, I don't think that would have changed anything. No, no, no that wouldn't have. It was just the way, that was just his personality. Yep. Yep. I don't, I don't think it mattered where they finished. It was just how how he decided to race the race and and that was fine it, it was good to have someone really competitive and and um but good for tally yeah good for tally because people were probably when we won people were saying oh thank god you beat that paul and steve just the public when we won it they yeah. go, we were going for you guys we didn't want them to win so that's for tally very good yeah yeah that's one thing that really puts the season high up is that Paul and Steve are viewed as one of the all-time great, great villains of, yeah. of Mason Race, if not reality TV, because nothing was ever shown that was like, like nasty. Like there was an incident in the American version where a guy pushed his wife. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, that's that's not really villain status. But with Paul and Steve, it mm-hmm. it, it fell in that line where it was that it, where it was just that really uh, more charismatic and intriguing villain to see, especially the chip on the shoulder that. He had on TV. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I think I think he'd probably take that through his whole life to tell you the truth. But Steve, Steve was a lovely bloke. He was he's yeah. someone you could have a beer with. Easy. That's right. You know, he yeah. was a lovely bloke. Do people keep in contact with Steve? Uh, I don't know to tell you I the don't truth. Know, yeah, no, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, don't not know. that we know of. Yeah, yeah. But we've lost contact with a lot of them as well. So, yeah. So what do you think, Logan? Do you think you you seem to be astute at this sort of thing with the race? Do you think at some point they may have some winners race off the battle of the winners or around the world or is that happen? It's tough to say with the American American ver- American version is really the only one who's capable of doing this because they've had enough catalog of seasons. Unfortunately yeah. for for you guys, the production company that's taken over as of season four. Uh, they don't even acknowledge the first three seasons anymore. If you go to their, if you go to the website that produces the Amazing Race Australia now, yeah, uh, they actually have it where they say uh, season four is now labeled as season one. 
So technically, yeah. so to them, you guys don't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. What did you think of that season that just went? I didn't even watch all of the content. I tried to get, I got through about 90 to 95, probably 95% of it I watched. I was doing just recap solo. None of my co-hosts wanted to recap it with me, but it's, I've never, other than say the Canadian version, I've never seen such a thin budget for a season of Amazing Race. That's what we thought We thought the same. It was the cast wasn't that good either. The, The characters they picked. Oh, just the way they played it. They're, like money was never a problem, and even even getting on planes and stuff like that, they they looked like they'd start they'd start the the leg in the morning, finish the leg in the afternoon, and then they'd all go to a hotel together, and then they'd wake up the next day, and they're and, also, you know they're in the new location, or or watch, they've just come straight out of the hotel, and they're they they're all. Yeah. Um, it appeared like say you'd finished the leg, and you're two hours behind when you start the next leg. You're in order, but you're only five minutes behind. Yeah. Whereas yeah. ours was ours was fair and mate. Yeah. If you were two hours behind, you started the next leg two hours behind. Yeah, yeah. We had to do detective. I was doing detective work on that. Where it's like, uh-huh. hmm, pretty sure Tom and Tyler were a bit further ahead of the other teams going into yeah. the yeah. next leg. Yeah. And then once you sat down and they, I think it was about episode five or six where they spelled it out saying, yeah, every leg now teams depart yeah. five minutes apart, if not even a shorter gap than that and then yeah. i think come on <laughs> and a lot of the time they were all on the same flights together weren't they you know where every ours, time ours was broken up you know you really had to fight fight to find a plane sometimes and yeah they, they didn't seem to have to do that yeah they didn't have to do a lot too much uh thinking for themselves during the season that adventure aspect was really taken out of yeah. it very structured and extremely linear and yeah. avoiding any sort of troubles or issues that you associate with travel or what you would typically see on the amazing race it was very shoestring budget and reminded yeah. me of what amazing race canada has uh, has been the past few years <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like you say i think it was all to do with budget yeah what was the toughest uh, location for you guys toughest location india 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 yeah delhi or jaipur tough but india two legs there and with the taxi drivers and just yeah the heat it was yeah yeah it was tough the challenges we were last in bollywood so yeah that was the toughest india yeah yep would you prefer to use a tuk-tuk or to go by piggyback uh between destinations uh within, <laughs> within delhi yeah, yeah probably, probably piggyback piggyback, <laughs> piggyback yeah <laughs> then you can't get ripped off by the by the taxi driver, so you don't have to sell brand new Nikes. Yeah, yes. it wasn't that interesting too, you know. Yeah, so yeah, the boys. That was sort of. It was a shame they. That was really hard when they got knocked out, but um, at the same time, they would have been a big threat. So um, for us, it was sort of good that they got knocked out, but it was a shame because they were good blokes. We had a good laugh with them. Yeah, I just actually I just went to Delhi for the first time a couple months ago. Uh, my girlfriend lives in Manila, so I split my time between here and Manila, and then we had to go oh, to yeah. Delhi for a few days. So it's kind of funny trying to see, you know, people try to sell brand new Nikes, and I'm thinking, Indian currency, the rupees, is the only currency that has a weaker value compared to the Filipino peso. And I'm thinking, okay. they're not going to get much money for those shoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. They obviously didn't read their um, contract and all the all the uh, rules 
before they got there because I, I remember that was one of the rules that you can't sell anything that you you took with you on the race. So you had to that's, you had to sort of know the rules as well, you know. For sure, that's actually a quick question people wanted me to really ask you guys because yeah. Adam and Dane were known to be major recruits for the show as opposed to applicants. Um, or do you know of any other recruits that were in the cast? Were you guys recruits? No, we, nah. we went through the process like everyone else. We remember, we, we talk about it sometimes, actually. We remember seeing the um, billboard the billboard near work and we were sitting there in the police car and, and we said, we, we didn't have a go at the first season because we won the trip to Vegas. We won a trip to Vegas, so <laughs> so we didn't have a go. So we, we couldn't go. So we, said, we were sitting in the police car looking at the billboard for season one and we said, ah... How good would it be to, you know, to get on the race, you know, and and maybe we'll end up on the billboard, you know, and then sure enough, twelve minutes, twelve months later, we're up on the billboard and we're we've been on the race. Yeah. So, um, so no, we went through the process like everyone else, and uh, I, I didn't know that they were headhunted like that. I, I was yes, there was. Yeah, there was a complaint for season one of Amazing Race Australia where the cast was viewed as being uh, too white, so Adam and Dane were right. headhunted to diversify the cast. Yeah, right. No, I, did, I didn't know that, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know of anyone else that was um, picked out like that. No. And I'm not sure how much time you guys have left, but I guess one more mm. question I was eager to ask was that for the first four Amazing Race Australia seasons, it's always been all-male winners every single time. Yep. Yep. You guys have any insight as to why it's been four seasons, eight men have won, zero women? <laughs> uh, I think the, the key to the race is relationship. So what normally will happen, you'll see two guys, you don't usually fight with your mate. You're more encouraging with your mate, if you notice that. Whereas in the races where it's, say, a male's couples, couples They'll fight, or siblings will fight. Whereas with your mate, you never really, and that's why I think you probably work together to get through it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah. understand. It's got nothing to do with strength because you can tell on some of the challenges that it's actually you've got to be quite clever, and that can trip you up. And it's it's to do with memory and things like that. So there is an element of fitness which you've got to have, but Lucy and Amelia proved that they weren't true athletes, but they still got the top five. You see? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's definitely a good point of discussion overall. And I'm just thinking about the specific all male teams that have, that have won. Yeah, I think essentially the first three. Yeah, the first three seasons it was all workmates as well. And yep, then yep. the fourth season that just happened, um, the one team who won eight legs were were uh, athletes together. So yeah, that's right. Well, it probably does help a bit, a bit more endurance and that getting between places and, and running and and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's an interesting one. We have spoken about that before, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what's do you know what the ratio is with the U.S. races and all the other races? Is it is it similar or? Yeah, because yeah, for you guys, that's four seasons and workmates really, yeah. really dominating. And then in the U.S. version, the first few seasons, all male teams did extremely well or really strong, like alpha male teams. And they actually uh, cut back to if they did cast an all male team, they'd have to be they'd have to have some sort of major weakness. 
that was a big yeah. thing on their part when they did casting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. They yeah. actually they just said no more really well-rounded alpha male teams who can do everything. After about the first dozen seasons, they started to peel back oh. off on that, and they also stopped casting older teams. Like the oldest person you'd see is somebody Ross's age back then. Yeah. At like 55 would be that. Maybe not even that. There's been seasons where the oldest has been like 50 years old, and, and everyone else is younger. Yeah. Maybe it is a little bit of an endurance thing, especially as you get further on into the race. Maybe fitness does help a bit. So I Maybe, don't know. Yeah. We, we've still kept pretty fit, though, Logan. So yeah. we keep fit in the hope that they may have another race. Oh, we'd love but, to have another go. But, you know, uh, we maybe had our chance, but we'll always be there keen to go. If they if they rang us tomorrow and said, look, we want you guys, we're, we're doing like a, um, an All-Stars or something, We'd be there with bells on, wouldn't we, buddy? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. Do you know of anyone who would say no from your cast? Ooh. Maybe Donna and oh, Kimbo. Yeah, they'd, say no. <laughs> they'd say no. They'd say no. Oh, they, they weren't happy at all. They, they, they really cracked it. What if they were, because now in newer seasons, they don't do self-drive legs anymore because it's too expensive to try and, and secure a sponsor or get get those cars. Like there's been seasons where all the way through it was it was all taxis. If they were yeah, told yeah. it's only taxis, then would they do it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But we're the opposite. We we found when we're in control of the car and we're we're in control of the map and we're in control of where the car was going. That, that's where that's where we really yeah we we really come good, you know. Because Andrew's very good on navigation. He knows he's got a good sense of direction. So that's why he did that, and I drove most of the time. That was our plan going in. Mm. They should have made you guys try and do self-driving around Manila. I, I would have paid to see see that footage for uh, Amazing Race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a classic. Yeah, that's a madhouse, that place, isn't it? It was bad enough in India. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I love that they sent you guys from Manila to Delhi because it's like, those are the two worst traffic congested places I have been to in my life. And they were back-to-back legs for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah. No. Uh, what do you yeah. think Paul would be like if he, because he'd for sure say yes. We all know Paul would say yes to a second time. Would he be, how intense would that be, <laughs> having him stacked up against the rest of you guys? Oh, it'd be good, wouldn't it? It would be good. It would be good. Yeah. We'd probably go in there with a bit more carry-on, a bit more bravado, because we've obviously won, wouldn't we, this yeah. time? And yeah, and we'd probably turn it on a bit more and and fight, try and try and wind him up as much as we could, and did, try and get a response out of him. Did anyone ever try to feed him any spinach during the season, just to see what would what would happen to his biceps? <laughs> <laughs> like Popeye. Popeye, the shaker. I'm having a tough time getting Pop, Pop Paul, the sailor man, out of my Yeah. My head. Uh, his biceps weren't that big, mate, to tell you the truth. He's uh, overrated there, I reckon. <laughs> Was, were, were Michelle and Joe your guys' only alliance during the season? Like, uh, close, close alliance, I should say. I'm guessing there was, like, temporary coalitions or, well, an intersection that forced you guys to align with somebody. But 
Anything as significant as Michelle and Joe's alliance? Very early on, we said to Dane and Adam, and they go, yeah, we'll work with you boys. You boys will be okay, you know? Yeah. But then they went. So the hairdressers as well, we had a good chat too. They were second out. So maybe we were the kiss of death. Yeah. And then um, Sticky and Sam, we, we had a bit of a, we had, we sort of helped each other out in Turkey. Yeah, and we sort of had a little bit of a, an understanding between us because we thought they were good blokes and I think they thought we were right. Um, probably, yeah, probably that's it out of all the teams, I reckon. Uh, but definitely Joe and Michelle were the closest for sure. Any threats that stuck out like really early on the race thinking this other than, say, Paul, this is the team I really need to watch out for long term? Uh any other threats, you reckon? Well, Sticky and Sam were doing really well early. They won the, the first, probably they won a couple of legs early on. So we thought they'd be a threat. Then when the Dane and Adam went, I thought, oh, that's a good one gone. Yeah. But um, everyone else, like, we'd call <laughs> teams the buffer. Now, you'll go, what? Um, we said that when they pick a cast, they don't pick a cast of athletes. They pick people for tally and characters. So we go, there'd be certain, there'd be probably half of those teams we could beat most of the day, one-on-one, yeah? Yeah. So we said, oh, we've got a buffer. So, But then when you had Paul and Steve in the final three with the twins, they weren't buffers. They were genuine contenders. You know what I mean? Right. So we knew as long as we could stay in front of Lucy and Amelia. Yeah. And they were the buffer. Where we called them the buffer. So, and I know that sounds harsh, but we thought we could always, as long as they were there, we could always finish in front of them. So we knew we were still in the race. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From, from, well, from like a, that's a tactical point Competitive, yeah. Competitive. And, and it was a little bit the same with um, James and Sarah, a little bit, wasn't it? They were a bit of a buffer as well, we thought. Yeah. 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 If you're bringing a footwear called Hunters onto the race, I guess that puts you into the buffer category uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. We thought James was a bit of a boy scout, so we thought like like maybe they could be a bit of a problem. But yeah, they did win the Dubai leg. They did win the Dubai leg. That's right. That's right. So see, anyone can win at 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 some point, but um, you just got to have the buffer. Do you think anyone can win the whole race? Because that's a topic of discussion we've had a few times on this podcast. Like. They always say, oh, with Survivor, Amazing Race, or The Mole, they say, well, you're cast, anyone can win. But there's two, can two anyone parts. really win? Yeah, Ooh. well, there's two parts to it. The first part is you've always got to be not last. So it doesn't matter whether, say, there's say there's 11 at the start, you're 10th, then 8th. As long as you're not last, you're as good a chance as anyone. And then when you get into the top three, and that's what even the people said to us, well, now you're 33 and a third percent of winning. So anything can happen in that last leg. If there's a puzzle or a memory run right at the end and you, you, you can't do it, you know. So, yeah, you've just got to do it in stages, if that makes sense. Yeah, at least they didn't bring out any imports, any taxi drivers from uh, Delhi <laughs> yeah. for the final leg. And uh, yeah. That's what we said. Yeah. That's what we said. We yeah. said thank God we're driving ourselves. Yeah. In the final leg, or we might we might have been still racing <laughs> nine years later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, well, we'll sign off, uh, Logan. Thanks for having us on your podcast. Thanks yeah, for thanks, guys. time. Thanks for 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 the 
listeners out there who weren't aware, there was a bit of a saga to get into this chat. So it took a, it was a big chunk of your guys' time today. And I appreciate uh, you guys putting in all this effort to come in here and, and uh, uh, discuss one of the best seasons in Mason Race history, if not in overall reality television over the past two decades. Wow. So, yeah. So thanks, thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, Thank our pleasure. Hi to everyone, hi to everyone out there, and um, we appreciate what everyone's everyone's doing with the um, with the COVID nineteen stuff, and yeah. and we've had a lot. We've had we had four police killed um, last week. Actually, um, I don't know whether you would have heard on the on the side of the road they were hit by um, by a truck. Whoa. We've had a lot of, a lot of support from um, everyone in Victoria and Australia, so it's, it'd be a nice time to say thanks to everyone. They've been really kind to us police, haven't they, Shane? And they, they've been um, sending us flowers and all sorts of food and everything to the police station. So it's been a sort of a humbling time, hasn't it, buddy? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, thanks. Thank you guys so much for coming on here and yeah, sharing sharing your sharing your race stories. Yep. And happy racing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll see you on the tally again soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Maybe you guys will do Australian Survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a crack. I reckon at some stage. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> All right, mate. See you later. <laughs> see you guys. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.